Good morning. I want to thank you for once again joining us as we continue our study in our daily devotions, uh, walking through the entire Bible in a year. This morning, we're on the book of Jonah. It's going to take us one day to get through it. There's just four chapters, and it's an easy read, and it's also a read that we're very, very, very comfortable with. So just in terms of letting you know who Jonah is and, and why it's written and what it was written about, Jonah was a prophet uh, during the reign of Jeroboam II. It was a very prosperous time for Jerusalem. They were enjoying uh, wealth. They were enjoying easy living. Uh, it was a good time for them as a society. Now, spiritually though, religiously, they were not enjoying such a good time. They were far from God and becoming more and more distant from Him. And Jonah would have been a leading, if not the leading prophet during that time. He would have served the, uh, been there for the, the northern kingdom, so he would have been with ten of the tribes. And he would have been well known amongst all of the people of Israel. Very well known prophet, a prophet who was prophesying at a time of prosperity, a loved prophet. And this Jonah receives a calling by God to go to Nineveh. Now, Nineveh was a city that was known, uh, widely known for its cruelty, for its um, wickedness, for its violence. And Jonah was called to go and to tell them that if they did not repent, they would perish. And so Jonah, being a good prophet, naturally should have gone where the Lord had sent him. But Jonah doesn't. You all know the story. He flees from the presence of the Lord. He gets in a ship, not to go to Nineveh, but to go to Tarshish, which is in the exact opposite direction of Nineveh. God sends a great wind upon the sea. There were Sailors who cast lots to see who it was or whose transgression it was that brought this great wind upon the sea and the lots fall on Jonah. They throw Jonah overboard and as soon as Jonah's body hits the water, the, the, uh, the sea ceases from its raging. And then a great fish comes and swallows Jonah and it takes Jonah to the shores of Nineveh and there... It vomits Jonah onto the dry land. Jonah gets up, goes into Nineveh, and reluctantly preaches the message that God gave him to preach. And Nineveh repents, and Nineveh turns from their wickedness, and they turn to God. It does end strangely. Jonah is a prophet who is not happy with the results of God's salvation, he's, he's very upset, doesn't think they deserve it. He gets more upset about when God removes shade from him than he gets at the idea of people perishing under the wrath of God. So Jonah is not a great prophet, but his story is great. And his story is great for several reasons. Because Jonah is a precursor or he is a foreshadowing of Christ. 
Christ is clearly seen as the greater Jonah because Christ left his prosperity, left his deity to come and to serve, to come and to preach the kingdom of God. He did that willingly where Jonah was reluctant. He came and he did die sacrificially. And he was brought back to life and walked among us. And we see that Christ provides the salvation and he is joyful over that salvation. So Christ is the greater Jonah, but it is also perhaps worth noting that Jonah serves not just as a, uh, a foreshadowing of Christ, but Jonah as a prophet perhaps was given, and his message and his journey was given to almost prove as a shameful thing to Israel. All throughout Christ's ministry on earth, He mentions to the Israelites that they had been given the prophets time and time again. And over and over, they would ignore the prophets or they would put them to death. And so, they were given the message of God, but they would never repent. Here we see Jonah going to Gentile unbelievers, violent and cruel in their nature, and he, as a reluctant preacher, gives a reluctant message. It's not very much of a message at all. All he says, this is in uh, Jonah chapter 3, verse 4, Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's journey, and he called out, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. In verse 5, And the people of Nineveh believed God. They called for a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them to the least of them. They received a reluctant message from a reluctant prophet, and they repented. They believed God. Jerusalem didn't. Though they had been given prophet after prophet after prophet, they had been given even greater than the prophets when Christ came. And in fact, Christ Himself says in Matthew chapter 12, verses 38 through 41, Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered Him, saying, Teacher, we wish to see a sign from You. But He answered them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, something greater than Jonah is here. Israel missed it. They didn't understand that the prophet Jonah was pointing to something greater. They didn't understand it when the greater prophet, priest, and king stood before them. And so they neglected to repent time and time again. Let us desire 
to have God show us where we fail, to have God reveal to us our sin and let us be like the Ninevites who believe God and repent of our sins. So thank you for joining me this morning. I hope it has been insightful. I hope you've enjoyed it and uh, look forward to seeing you again next time.